This video is brought to you by Devout Decals, makers of reusable Catholic art for your home altar, your bedroom, and your home classroom. Last week a story broke that I wasn't sure really what to do with at the time. We have since found out that a uh, certain multi-letter agency for our totally benevolent government has snooped on traditional Catholics, not only in Virginia, near the imperial capital, but also at parishes in California and Oregon, and presumably elsewhere. The latest revelation is that this happened at SSPX chapels in those states, but earlier documentation from the government hinted that this was happening at FSSP and related chapels as well in the D.C. area, if not beyond that. Presumably, this means that the operation was national in scope, still is national in scope despite them claiming they stopped it, and isn't limited to the SSPX at all. Not that it would be okay if it was limited to the society, since the SSPX are fully Catholic regardless of what the Internet Magisterium tells you. This overreach from our benevolent rulers shows that, once again, we're having to recognize that being authentically Catholic in the modern world means that the powers that be don't trust us, and are willing to spend resources making sure that we stay in line. And why would they do this? They don't actually believe their own rhetoric about a threat from these parishes producing some domestic problems. You and I already know that they're not worried about bad actors, the people who kind of tend to have very public displays of uh, disagreement with the system, we'll say. What they fear, more than anything else, is the traditional faith. There has been a concerted effort in America since the 1960s to get Catholics to just go with the flow in America. Stop trying to meaningfully convert the culture. Stop standing in opposition to the degradation of society. Stop being a witness to the faith in any real way. Stop opposing sin, and instead just become another interest group, one among many. One valid option competing with all the others. Traditional Catholics don't buy that at all. We've spoken against it, reminding people that the social reign of Christ the King is very, very real, even if society opposes him directly. He still reigns, and all of our activities must be subject to him. That's Catholicism 101 stuff, or it was until about 60 years ago. Now here's an example of what our betters want for Catholics. Francis, during World Youth Day, met with some secular leaders. He addressed them, and he largely omitted God from his speech to them. Now what was the subject? I'll revisit this article from New Daily Compass, because I covered this briefly in a video before, but I'll let this article describe it for you. Quote, One of Francis's most important speeches at World Youth Day in Lisbon was certainly the one he delivered on Wednesday the 2nd of August, before the civil authorities and the diplomatic corps. Due to the nature of the recipients, it was a speech addressed to the world, not to those within the church, and his words on social, political, and economic issues are indicative of how he understands the church's proposal in the field of its social doctrine. We can say that the two characteristic points of the speech are the accentuated uh, worldwide integration on one hand and the silence on Jesus Christ on the other. As he always does, and on this occasion too, Francis pushed the accelerator towards a world governance that is the fruit of an unspecified fraternity and fueled by a confused hope, which pretends to manage all the phenomena of today. As for Christ, Francis conducted his entire speech without ever mentioning him, until the conclusion. When speaking of the hope that must animate the uh, planetary community at this moment, he said, hope which we Christians learn about from the Lord Jesus Christ. This means that others can learn it equally well elsewhere. Christ is one of the many teachers of hope. End quote. That is what our rulers want a faith that has become a materialist humanism. And you know, it's good for doing corporal works of mercy, doing good deeds, and echoing the programs of our betters, like, for example, 
when Francis wrote Laudato Si and endorsed the green plans of our betters. That is what they want. <laughs> a faith that is allied with what they are doing and certainly poses no threat absolutely to what they're doing. That is the program the powers of the world want the church to embrace. That is what is behind the news that the Vatican is closing the door on future Marian apparitions that aren't all about human fraternity, group hugs, and generally positive good vibes. That is what is behind the sudden resurgence of Francis using language like rigid and clericalism to go after traditional priests, traditionalist laymen, and media figures. The faith, the authentic traditional faith, stands in opposition to this worldly materialism that we're being force-fed by Rome and by the culture. And yes, it is worldly materialism. It's just a different kind than consumerism. And yes, Rome and the culture are working hand-in-hand, -hand, bought and paid for by grant dollars given by various governments to Catholic charity groups, who then give a cut to the bishops, who then themselves give, get a, give a cut of that to Rome. That's how it works. And that's not counting any funds given directly by questionable governments to the Vatican, like in the case of Cardinal Zen's home country. The rot runs very deep in Rome right now, and the faith that our rulers want is one that is harmless because the one thing that can stand up to the powers of the world is the gospel message of Christ the King. If Catholics rediscovered what it truly means to be Catholic, the princes and powers of this world would tremble at the sleeping giant they've forced to awake. The problem is... That sleeping giant is slumbering under the influence of modernism, secular ideology, and material comfort, and at present poses very little threat to the way things are. But it's that faith, that real faith, that traditional Catholics have that makes the system fear what the faithful are capable of. And I think this is why the members of Congress investigating this issue know that the certain agency in question is doing what it's doing. The head of that agency got caught in that latest release having basically lied to Congress. In turn, the congressmen in question have demanded that unredacted memos be given to them by the 22nd of August, which is just about a week away from now. And I have my doubts that they'll comply. They may comply a bit more than they have, but full compliance from this crowd in the imperial capital is unlikely. And it's unlikely because most Catholics are sleepwalking through all of this, and it's unlikely because the bishops aren't willing to do anything about this. You'd think that the USCCB would pipe up and demand answers. You'd think that high-profile bishops would, like, I don't know, Supich or Dolan, who are the local ordinaries of the most powerful dioceses in America, think they'd speak up, but largely they've remained silent. And with all these revelations about a certain agency snooping on traditional Catholics, the USCCB have remained silent as well. As an official body, they have remained silent. And you see, this is a tad ironic, given that the USCCB's official purpose, according to their own website, is, and I quote, The U.S. Conference of Catholic Bishops promotes the greater good which the Church offers man humankind, especially through forms and programs of the apostolate, fittingly adapted to the circumstances of time and place. End quote. Now, one would presume that the promotion of the greater good fittingly adapted to the present circumstances of the United States would include security being provided for the most devout Catholics who also give the most money, quite frankly, on average, to be protected from interference in their pious practices by a government hostile to the faith. Right? You'd think the USCCB would fight for that. That should be a given. But sadly, it is not a given. In fact, the opposite may be true simply by virtue of the fact that the USCCB is tied to the government through grant programs. 
See, the USCCB has received millions upon millions of dollars from the government in the form of grant programs that often promote ideas and values contrary to the faith. And then the bishops give money from the church to organizations that are themselves opposed to the faith. Lepanto Institute has demonstrated this time and time and time again. So should we be surprised that the USCCB remains silent when there's very real possibility that the bottom line will be hurt? After all, you can't have a little thing like fidelity to the truth get in the way of making a dollar. And what's more important than the synodal church than making a dollar? The bottom line of the salvation of souls. You choose which one's the most pop, the most important thing. You think that might be provocative, but the first law of the church is salvation of souls, not obedience, the salvation of souls. Because at the end of the day, popes have in the past done things that have led souls astray. That is just a historic fact. There have been monstrous popes in the past, like men like Benedict IX, for example, or Alexander VI, men who caused such scandal by their personal immorality that some lost their faith. Now, the difference between now and those times is that those men didn't try to formally promulgate heresy, or even informally, unlike today, where very informally error is promoted. But because we treat the Roman pontiff, or the man people think is the Roman pontiff, we treat them like a divine oracle, which has led many, many astray. This is unprecedented, especially since we have a man who is himself aligned with these agencies, who has called traditional Catholics faithless and vain, and all the rest of it. If it was ever revealed that Francis or one of his senior cardinals gave permission to that agency to snoop on the faithful, I frankly wouldn't be surprised. I wouldn't even be disappointed, to be honest with you. Not at this point. At this point, I just assume he knew about the program and didn't object to it at all. It fits with everything else he's done. See, the agency in question has about a week left to comply with Congress, at least at the time that I'm recording this. What do you expect in that time? What do you expect? Do you expect that agency to come forth and maybe ask them not to reveal the, the documents and then just give them all to Congress? Or do you think you're going to get some more redacted stuff, maybe a little more information than they gave before? Do you think this is all just political theater and that the faithful are the ones who have to pay the price for this constant drumbeat of political theater meant to distract people from other things going on. Let me know in the comments what you think of all this, please. And like and subscribe if you haven't. It does help. So to share this on social media, that helps a lot too. And as always, pray for the church. I'm Anthony Stein. Ave Maria.